like I'm fresh out the water. Put that on my daughter, I'm dripping mystique. Pin to the pad of my author and marathon jogger, been running for weeks. Yeah, I tell no lies, my eyes on the prize. You lose by choosing to blink. I found a treasure by taking no pressure and pushing myself to the brink. Looked in the mirror to tell me that I'ma be wealthy. I said I concur. What's going on? I'm Bobby J. This is City Chapters Podcast. We're doing chapter 11 today with Annalisa Martin. Uh, she's a CEO, boss lady, and founder of the Glow Co., uh, which is located at 18 West Main Ave, downtown Spokane, right across from the Saranac. Um, she considers herself a holistic esthetician and a business mentor. She does also one-on-one esthetician mentorship. She's working on something called the Money Magic Course, which I'm interested in. And uh, yeah, we'll just start with that for the intro. Love that. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, when you were born in Spokane, we discussed before. Yeah. I thought that I knew that, but I wasn't quite sure. Yeah, I was born in Spokane. Um, I've, I've loved it ever since. I might be yeah. a lifer. Yeah, lifer. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'll be around for life for sure here, you know. Um, where did you go to school at? What area were you raised in? The Valley. I went oh, to West Valley. Girl. I'm a Valley girl. West Valley, through. though. West, West Valley. Valley. West Valley's the better part <laughs> of the Valley, I feel. Um, I loved it. I loved growing up around Millwood. That was my spot. It still is. I loved going yeah. to Millwood. Millwood is cool. Uh, Joe's spot out there. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, what is the what is it actually called? Just no. Joe's house. Joe's house. Yeah. Joe's with house. Chaz and Joe. Yeah, Chaz Love and them. Joe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Chaz is Chaz was somebody I met probably before I started City Chapters. We knew each other somehow before. Can't really recall how, but then. When I started City Chapters, he worked at Zoomies and is the was the general manager at that time of multiple Zoomies stores. So when I got in the Zoomies, me and him were like in contact because awesome. of that. So I love that's Chaz. when I really got to know him. Yeah. yeah. He's yeah. he's amazing. I worked at mm-hmm. Zoomies for a brief time. I worked at mm-hmm. the mall a lot. I worked at Orange Julius, which was right across from Zoomies, and yep. he and everyone would come get <laughs> smoothies and hot dogs and uh yeah it was super cool to get to know Chaz yeah, yeah. it's awesome yeah um so you went to West Valley uh you play any sports or anything no no, no I was always kind of I chose working mm. through school instead of sports like if I mm. wanted a job I couldn't really hold it down if I did after school sports and stuff so plus that was never really my thing I wasn't really like into theater either, but I would say if anything, I would be a theater style kid. Like mm. that was my mm. vibe. I did so. theater in high school. Really? <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. I played uh in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. I played uh what Mike? What was his the cowboy kid? Wow. <laughs> I forget what is actually it's like something Mike. I don't know, but yeah. Fun fact about Bobby, theater kid. Pew, pew. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's awesome. Yeah. Cool. Um. So, did you? How how was growing up? Like, 
how was the household? Was there what like what was your experience growing up in your household? It was amazing. I had a great childhood. Um, my parents divorced when I was really young, so both of them remarried um, a few years later, and I grew up mostly living at my mom's house full time in the valley. Um, mm -hmm. She remarried and had two more kids, so I have two younger half siblings. And then my dad remarried as well, and I gained a wonderful stepmom and three step siblings. They mm -hmm. lived on the South Hill. So I spent half my time on the South Hill and part of my time in the Valley, but it was great. I feel yeah. really good about the way I grew up and love my family. All my family's here in Spokane, so mm -hmm. we're all really close. And Were yeah. you the only child for your mom and dad? No, I do have a brother. He's okay. two years older than me. Yeah. Got you. Yeah. Um, so it sounds like you started working young. I did. Why? Why started? Why? What was it out of necessity or was it just what you wanted to do? To get just, your own money. Exactly. Just yeah. what I wanted to do. I always from age eight was like, what chores can I do around the house? Mm. I want this money. I want to buy myself whatever I want. So it really like I saved up from when I was 10 to buy my first car when I was 16. So did that. What? Yeah. You started at 10 years yeah. old. Yeah. I would save half of my Jeez. Christmas and birthday earnings every year into a savings account knowing what? I want that car the day I turned 16. So I did that. You had a specific car you wanted? No, just, just a, a car. Oh, okay. I'm like, this I'm car like, is going to really be. had it laid out. Oh, my goodness. Uh. If I had my way, it'd be a G-Wagon, but I'll work towards Ooh, that. That's coming G -Wagon, up. Yeah. That's coming up. One of mine, one of those. Yeah. Those are sexy. Right? Mm. Yeah. So yeah, I really was just, I always wanted freedom. I wanted to not be held back. I wanted, I, I love clothes. I want to afford mm -hmm. all the clothes I want. I want to mm -hmm. afford to travel if I want. Mm -hmm. So that's really just, I've always had this drive and I knew that I have to earn it all myself if I want it. So that was kind of like day one, 16, get a job, two jobs by 17, three jobs by 18, like just work my way up over time. What were those jobs? You mentioned two, but what were, what was the order of them? Like yeah. So I was, I worked at Orange Julius for my first job, which I loved. It was so fun, so easy and awesome. The mall food court life, like, let me tell you, that yeah. was a community. Like, yeah. that was incredible. <laughs> We're trading all the time. Like, yeah. we get some tater tots. Here's a little Orange Julius. <laughs> um, so that was cool. And then um, I got a job at, I can't remember if it was Zoomies first or Bohm Boutique. There was Bohm in the Valley Mall, which was a women's mm -hmm. clothing boutique. Mm -hmm. um, and then when I was... Yeah, at one point I worked at Zoomies, Bohm, and Orange Julius all at once. And mm. then I ended up working at a coffee stand when I was 19 and worked there for five years, which I loved that so much as well. Which coffee stand was that? Bean Me Up Espresso in Wandermere. Yeah. yeah. Huh. Yeah. Five years you were there. Mm-hmm. Um, so how did it come about? that you got into like the esthetician world? Like what were some of the things that led you to that? Yeah, so I I didn't always know that I wanted to be an esthetician. It was, 
really like I always had a vision of um, owning my own clothing boutique or doing like visual merchandising or something in the fashion industry. And I wanted to move to L.A. to go to FITM, the fashion institute over there. And when I went to L.A. and toured the school, I was like, this is not my vibe. And I don't know if I could live in L.A. So from then I was like, I'm going to just figure out a way to do it without school. I'm going to like make something happen in the fashion world without school. So Hmm. I always had the vision of the boutique. And then when I had my first facial one time, I was completely blown away with the way that it made me feel. And at the time, I mean, I've always kind of struggled with some mental health stuff and like when I started getting regular facials, I felt like it really helped my anxiety and even mm. my depression that I was dealing with. And it just made me feel so good. Mm. And then it just kind of blossomed into me wanting to provide that same healing for other people. Mm. And so um, my greater vision just turned into the fact that I wanted to have a clothing boutique and I wanted to do facials inside, have a spa room as well. Mm. And that's kind of like what I just started working towards and where I'm at now. Hmm. I want to double back on working at these jobs at the mall. What were like some of the principles and things that you've carried on into your life now that you learned during those times? Mm. Do you have any things that stick out, you know, from working at such a young age to, you know, obviously being self-sufficient is something you you probably learned pretty young yeah you know like i'm i'm gonna figure out to get what i want i'm not gonna have to ask people for it i mean that's something it sounds like you went into it to develop or not have to rely on yeah others to provide you with the things that you want to get in life yeah absolutely i would say um through all of my experiences I I really grew a love for human connection mm. and like really feel that I sharpened my customer service skills, my interpersonal skills over time. And um, really to this day, I feel like why I'm so I can connect with my clients and customers now so easily is that I worked so many in so many different environments that kind of taught me about people. Mm. And then um Really, like, I would say, like, the clothing boutique jobs that I had um, really taught me a lot about, like, the behind the scenes of what it takes to run a boutique. And that was kind of my vision all along as I wanted to work at clothing boutiques to see how it is that they run their business so that eventually when I would have my own, like, I knew certain things to do. And so, mm. yeah, I feel like that's kind of what I carried with me from my experiences at those jobs. You said uh, one place was called Boom. Boom, yeah, they're no longer there. They were there for a couple years, hmm. um, but they opened the store brand new. Like I was hired on as one of like the first members of the team, and so it wasn't um, like a chain. It was a local. It was a chain. Yeah, oh, they okay. were based out of Utah. So hmm. yeah, it was it was a very cute place. I loved yeah. it. Yeah, and it was just like clothing primarily. Yeah, or? women's clothing. Yeah. Hmm. What years was was this at the mall you were working at? That oh, I don't know. I'm not like good with two, years. Two thousands. Two thousand, like 
2011, 2010 to like mm. 2000. Kind of probably like right before the malls started really fading as far as totally like, yeah the malls were like hopping, hopping at this time yeah. such a vibe like yeah. that mall life it was yeah. Man, being 16 when i was yeah. in high school like early 2004 to seven is when i was in high school middle school of course too man the mall used to be such a cool place to go i was just thinking like it's kind of you know how uh you have nostalgic emotions or things tied i'm like i just want to go i haven't been in a zoomies in forever but right? I, i've been going to zoomies since i was a kid you know and i'm like i just kind of want to go into zoomies right now it's talking about it like the smell the the vibe the experience like everything set up it's just like i used to love going into a zoomies that zoomies energy i might have to be like yeah, i might wander over there sometime i just don't ever go to the mall no more i like, agree I, yeah i don't even know the last time i was in that mall yeah, Honestly. same here. To me, it was just the other day, but before that, I was like, two just feel ago. like a stranger. That was forever. Two weeks, I think. <laughs> no, but it's yeah. right. Like, yeah, I feel like the downtown mall does really well still because it's it's set up different. It's like a right. different thing going on there where you know mall malls just I don't know. I just don't even think about going to them. Yeah, it's not even on my radar of like somewhere I would go to shop right anymore. totally i feel i'm super into online shopping mostly nowadays yeah. but yeah i was or, at north town the yeah. other day too and i was like yikes it's like, gotta be it's... weird in there right <laughs> is it weird? it just feels different yeah it's Does kind it of ghost town like ghost town yeah it is right. bless their hearts yeah it's yeah. like i think that we're at the end of an era of malls maybe yeah i something something's yeah. up yeah and they're either Something. It's not going to be the same as what we knew it as. You yeah. Know I mean? Maybe certain ones will still thrive because they don't have, I don't know. It's I, I've definitely seen a lot of business articles on it, like what people are doing with malls that are closing. And so there's all these different ideas of what to do with these buildings or you just, you know, take them down. Yeah. I just like how long can Northtown maintain that space? But I know somebody a new business or family bought Northtown within the last year or two or oh, something. Oh, maybe they're and trying they have to new plans make for it happen. It. Yeah. yeah. So we'll see. Well, well, yeah, that'd be awesome to see. I have no Going idea what life. their ideas were, though. I didn't get that far. Yeah. Or I don't know if they even knew or were releasing that information yet. Have mm. you been to the aquarium there? No. At Northtown? They have one, I guess. Wow. Yeah, some some kind of aquarium. That's amazing. No, yeah. I'll have to check that out sometime. That's where I'm like, we should start. I, I just want to rent a kid, you know, and just so I can go to the aquarium. <laughs> like, yeah, this is my kid. How to take him to the aquarium. You know what I mean? But really, it's just because I want to go there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Rent no, I'm a joking. kid. You don't need a kid to be go to an aquarium. No. But, um. So, yeah, I never, I never worked like directly in a customer service job. Um, well, I did once and I got fired pretty quickly because I don't do well with, and especially at this time when I was younger, I don't do well when 
a customer is acting above you or something. Mm. And this one lady did. And I said some choice words that, you know, probably equate to why I got fired, of course. But uh, I believe it. (laughs) Um, (laughs) That was like it. I didn't I think it lasted a week and I was like, yeah, I will not do that again. Yeah. Um, I don't think I would use those choice words now that I said, but I would. You know, I, I don't I just don't believe in letting people walk over you, you know, like customers not always right to me kind of idea. Right. I know a lot of people, you know, in certain businesses like to practice that. But, you know, I believe everybody should be treated right. And just because you're the customer doesn't give you the right to treat people poorly because you're having a bad day or whatever. But you also need to make sure you're treating your your customers right as well. So, you know, there's 100%. that balance, that synergy to try to find but I other than that I always worked for my dad and he definitely did not he <laughs> I seen him struggle with things that would equate to good customer service at times you know or things of that nature so but yeah working in the car wash industry basically I was always behind the scenes working on equipment and stuff so I never really got that hands-on experience with customer service until I worked at Zone. And that's really when I guess I started getting that real customer service with clients that I was working with. Um, and most clients were easy to work with, but I've I've had to fire a few clients. One at Zone, I got permission to fire. I was like, I can't work with this lady anymore. Um and then a f- very few since I started my own businesses, but I love the power to be able to like, I'm not going to work with you anymore if I don't want to, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's the benefit of being able to be your own, own boss in certain businesses. You know, I imagine that that probably doesn't have to happen with you very often with what you do. Like, you know, I wanted yeah. to imagine, right? I mean, most of your people are coming in there trying to zen out and hopefully, totally. hopefully bring a decent attitude because they're already. Yeah. Right? I, no, I feel very fortunate yeah. for that because most people are completely excited when they're walking in the door. And yeah, yeah. but I've definitely had to establish some boundaries. I mean, along the years, there's mm. been clients that I've had to. I don't I don't know if I would say I fired them, but. Things yeah. like they would no show me or show up late or true, true, true. their card gets declined or something like that where I'd have to be like, you know, like, yeah, can't keep doing this. Please right. respect me, my time yeah. and my business. And but yeah, now I'm extremely grateful to be in a position where most people that find me now are in complete alignment with mm-hmm. what I see as a dream client, like these mm-hmm. soulmate connections, which is just this mutual trust. Was that, um, was that something you experienced more early on? Like with those things happening, you were talking about like earlier on in your career, like yeah, where people were trying to probably kind of take advantage of the situation or not taking you seriously as a professional. Yeah. But now as you've established yourself as a professional, you've kind of weeded out clients that they probably know they're not going to get away with that kind of behavior with you. You're busy. You got something amazing set up. Yeah, exactly. And that's part of it too, was coming into my confidence with it is Mm. like, 
actually, if someone is late, like charging them the cancellation fee, whereas before I'd be like, oh, yeah. it's okay, maybe they are having a bad day. I'm going to just yeah. take the loss on my end when no, like to run a successful business mm -hmm. that people respect and you know sustain yourself financially and everything else you yeah. got to really like establish the policies and the boundaries and right. so yeah what's the cancellation like period do you have like 24 hour or it used to be 24 hours now it's 48 because yeah. i'm just kind of like you need and that's yeah, how yeah. busy you are because exactly if it's like that person doesn't show you could have filled that slot that's exactly right. Yeah. And it like, and I'm so busy yeah. with clients all day that if someone texts me today that they can't come in for their appointment tomorrow, I'm with clients all day. I don't have time to like try and fill that. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. 48 hours. 48 hours is that magic golden. Uh -huh. And most people respect that. So I'm really yeah. grateful. Yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. I like that. All right. So let's, let's, uh, let's double back again to you getting... Um, like your business is set up. Yeah. So your first, you opened your first boutique. That was like your first entrepreneurial move that you made, you would say? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I started my esthetician business um, in, I think it was 2018. And I was working out of, yeah, no, exactly. And I opened it in Millwood. And I also had a little clothing boutique set up there. So that was really, yeah, my first mm -hmm. kind of entrepreneurial journey. Mm -hmm. um, and at the time, it was a good setup and I learned a lot from it, but it wasn't my dream location. It wasn't an ideal location. It didn't have like a uh, busy street front. It was kind of mm -hmm. tucked behind in this little neighborhood. So, yeah, I learned a lot through that process and... Um, was there for a couple years and then 2020 hit and how many 2018 you said is when mm -hmm. it started yeah okay. yeah yeah and then in 2020 um i think for a lot of us it shifted how we feel about things and so at that yeah. time i was like i don't know if this is sustainable for me i'm i'm gonna kind of downsize this a little bit and i moved to a smaller studio on the south hill where i was just doing facials mm. didn't have my boutique anymore um, and worked there for a couple years and was very heavily considering moving to Seattle because I just love Seattle. And at the time I was feeling like the, the community I was looking for, the dream building I was looking for, the lifestyle I wanted to live. I didn't know if Spokane was it for me anymore. I was kind of just feeling kind of stagnant and stuck. And then, um, I just kind of got this itch to look on Craigslist for available spaces and I ended up finding the one that I'm in now and it was everything I could ever dream of and it was in the most perfect location ever and so I used that as my sign to stay in Spokane mm -hmm. and kind of take a leap of faith and just go all out with what I wanted to do and so yeah in um February of 2021 is when I moved into the space that I'm in now. Mm. Yeah. So how long did it take to go to esthetician school and all that? That was a year. That was a year? Mm -hmm. You do that locally, I'm assuming? At yeah. What school? Glendale. Glendale. Yeah. Uh, and so 
what was your like what was the concept with the boutique um as far as like the clothing you were gonna offer and stuff when you opened up yeah mostly vintage has always been my go-to my passion Mm -hmm. what i feel that i'm really good at curating Mm -hmm. so um yeah and that was always that came from a personal like i've always been really drawn to vintage style personally and i like the sustainability of it the slow fashion aspect of it where it's you know not mass produced and just the the timelessness of a piece and the history of a piece when you find it just wondering where did this come from like Mm. is this from the 70s like who wore it and just yeah. yeah so that really excites me about vintage clothing and so when I um wanted to open my shop i wanted it to be women's vintage clothing Mm -hmm. and that's what it is now so yeah yeah so in the first years what were what were some of the challenges that you faced we discussed some of the things with clients but just like what were some of the initial challenges you remember going through getting the space dealing with cash flow yeah, it was to me like I I worked uh, at a coffee stand still during the first couple years of opening my business just to kind of yeah, have that exactly yeah. have that like consistent income coming in. So Smart. for me, it was a matter of like trying to navigate like avoiding burnout because I was working a full time coffee stand job from 5 a.m. to 1 p.m. and then from 1 p.m. to 8 p.m. every day was doing facials so it was just like this lifestyle of nose to the grind until I can really really build my clientele to the point where I'm comfortable leaving the coffee stand job um so it was like just a major couple year period of hustling and grinding and I didn't really have much of a lifestyle outside of it so I I definitely like had some friendships fall off that weren't really understanding of my my need to like Mm -hmm. just do what I needed to do and keep my blinders on Mm -hmm. um and along with that yeah I would say yeah it was tough it was kind of like how old were you when you started the business I was 23 23 22 23 yeah 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 so it was like important part you know yeah no for real definitely bring up so yeah yeah it's it was a the time where all of my friends were partying having fun (laughs) drinking doing their thing and it was like i had kind of lived that lifestyle for a little bit early early 20s and but i just knew that that wasn't what I wanted wasn't sustainable, yeah. wasn't going to get me to where I wanted to be. Yeah. And I just always kind of had this vision of, no, I want this out of life. So this is what it's going to take. And this is what I'm going to have to do. Mm. And so smart. Yeah. Yeah. Smart. I wasn't that smart. Yeah. I I was that smart, but I wasn't that smart. Like I knew that, but I, I couldn't, I couldn't accept it. You know what I mean? Like, I was like, I know that's what I got to do, but maybe I can figure out a way around it. You know, maybe I can figure out a way to do this party, be that guy and do this over here. And yeah, it never worked out. Yeah, it's (laughs) tough to find that balance. Yeah, Yeah. I can't balance it. Like, I think it's very rare for somebody to be able to balance that kind of lifestyle and actually truly like 
feel happy about their life. Like people can right. do it, you know what I mean? But like, they're not necessarily joy in joyful modes, even if you see them that way, you know, like it just, it's a, it's a rare breed that can do both and like have joy and party and work and you're a special type oh, 100%. that do that, you know, yeah. I mean? I'm not one of those types yeah. at all. No, exactly. And I think that something I've realized, I had a conversation with my friend the other day about like, I feel that I get so much fulfillment from doing what I do. And I feel so happy and in love with my day to day life that I don't need an escape. I don't need to go out on the weekends to have my fun because I'm having all my fun already during the week. So I think that that's just something I had to accept about myself because for a while I was like, am I antisocial? Like, why don't I want to be out partying? Why don't I, why can't I stay out as late as everyone else? Why do I hate the taste of alcohol? Like all of this stuff. And I just like, I realized that most people are kind of living okay-ish lives or maybe settling for a job that they don't really love. And they use the weekends as their like escape time and their time to have their fun. Mm -hmm. And for me, it's like, I'm just really grateful to be in a position where I don't crave that escape to go party. And I think that's probably due to the fact that you you're living in your purpose though. A million percent. Yeah. And like people that don't, I'm trying to do this new thing. I learned this weekend at this personal mastery thing I'm at, not speak for others. It's going to be hard for me, but basically for me, like I, I know, like I had ideas of my purpose, um, but it I'm still finding it, you know, I'm reading this book called Ikigai, it's the Japanese word for your purpose, essentially, is what it translates um, to roughly, you know, it's a weird translation, but essentially, that's what it means, your purpose, right? So um, I've thought I've had my purpose here and there, and I'm still sifting through it. I think I have a general concept of my purpose, but I don't feel like I'm really sitting in it yet. Um, and like for me during those times, like I've always been seeking my purpose. I've always felt that I have a purpose, but it's hard to like, make the right decisions when you like, say, you know, the decisions you need to make, you know, those are going to be the better decisions. And maybe that is living in your purpose, like making the right decisions could be living in your purpose, potentially, like, if you are wise enough to make those decisions, by just the inclinations, like, oh, I shouldn't go out, I shouldn't drink like this, I shouldn't be around these environments, it might then lead you on to your purpose, if you're wise enough to make those decisions. But if you're not wise, enough if i if i wasn't wise enough i was like well i don't know what else to do so fuck it like i'm gonna go drink i'm gonna go do this thing and socialize and uh you know um you know cause a lot of just like prolong what i need to get to yeah. So for you to have that wisdom and like understanding at a younger age to be able to start a business so young and then just be so in love with your mission and what you're trying to do, 
that's like, that's rare. You know what I mean? Like, that's not, that's not something a lot of people get when they start a business, you know, or especially somebody so young. So that's really amazing that you had such clarity on, like, I don't need to go out. I don't want to go out. I'm having a blast doing what I'm doing. I'm getting full, all the fulfillment I need from what I do for business. And that's what I'm looking for. I still haven't found that. Other than this, I love I love doing this. Yeah. Doing the podcast is something that I always, um, or talking with people. That's something that I'm like, yo, I love this. I, I love this. When I show up and I get to talk to great people, like I love this part. This is like- Yeah, I can feel is, that. This is yeah, this is incredible yeah, to yeah, even be is, here. Yeah. So I guess I, I maybe I'm having a re-epiphany though I've, I forget sometimes when I'm away from the studio and I'm not doing this every day that I love it so much. Yeah. But when I'm here and I finally get here, because I'll get anxieties before, like, like should I be doing this? Blah blah blah. But then when I get here, I'm like, nah, this is awesome. Yeah. You know I mean? So you're out here doing it. Yeah. You know? It's incredible. I'm honored to be here today too. So thank yeah. you. Thank you. I'm honored to have you. Thank you. Sure. So tying back in, so you were, you kind of we're having some struggles it sound like with losing some friendships that was like part of starting a business of some of the things that were kind of some of the harder parts of learning like all right well I'm gonna lose friends due to this because they're not gonna they want to live the way they do I gotta live the way I see that is best for me yeah and, and you did that yeah and I I commend you for that because that was one of the hardest things for me to do it's and it was until like honestly like probably four years three years ago i was still really struggling probably like two years was actually something happened with some friends while i was drinking and i was like no i'm done with this i'm done like yeah yeah and i have been i haven't been around environments or like things of that nature you know, men, knuckleheads just took me way longer to learn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I mean, good for you. It's, yeah. yeah, it's, it is, it's tough losing any kind of friendships, especially in your young years, your late teens, early twenties, you really rely on those friendships and that socialization, you know, to be out there living your life. And that was just something that's also like business aside, my personality is that I really love solitude and alone time mm. and independence. And so mixing that with the need to build the business, the friends that are still around to this day, like are real, real ones who yeah. really like they know that when I have the quality time that to set aside for them, it's going to be amazing. And mm. I just completely cherish those friendships that mm. are just here to support me in all phases of life. And this quote comes to mind the other day that I saw said something like, as you evolve, notice who says, uh, I'm excited to get to know this version of you too. Mm -hmm. So, and that just like speaks to me because as throughout all the phases of my life, there's been some friends that just like, they're just down mm -hmm. to ride with me and it's just incredible, but yeah. And you just learn along the way too. It's like, all right, that connection maybe wasn't a real connection if you're not still here when, you know, yeah. at the end of all of it. Yeah. Yeah. I think 
learning about friendships while pursuing business or really like separating yourself from a lifestyle that you were involved with and then you start making changes that don't align with that type of lifestyle and you just don't hear from people that anymore you know what i mean and, yeah and there's the ones that you do and there's the ones that you've been through all sorts of phases of life and you're still together and i have those friends thank god that i have a few left from my past that are still my friends now but i've lost most of my friends or people i thought were my friends yeah but i look at a lot of you know where those friendships stemmed from and um it kind of makes sense they're not where they're not existent now. Now there's also for people that listen that I don't see and talk to all the time. There's a lot of friends that I was around that I just we just don't talk like that anymore. But it, it's all love when I see them. You know what I mean? We just aren't oh, yeah. in contact like we used to be. You know, so like all the people I used to party with, I'm not saying like <laughs> I'm a you know I'm not friends with y'all anymore. Like I just you know what I mean? I love everybody, and I even yeah. the friends I've lost, I love them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's it has nothing to do with that I don't love all the people that I've shared relationship with. Even even the ones where shit has gone wrong and bad. Like I still got love in my heart for them, you know what I mean? Always. But yeah. at some point for me, it really just got to a and honestly I've I've had the inclination since I was 21 to make the decision that you did. Um I just couldn't do it. I don't know why. I just I mean, I could have, and this is another thing. You can't go back. You know what I mean? Like it is what it is. Right. So you can only make your choices now, but, um, it took me a while to learn, like you can't barter with life, you know? So like what you feel, and it sounds like you are tapped into your, your guy, your purpose, your voice of telling you what you needed to do to get what you wanted. And yeah. you listened. Oh, yeah. You listened. Mm -hmm. I'm an idiot. <laughs> and I didn't listen. <laughs> I didn't yeah. listen. I mean, I would listen, you know, but then I'd fall back, you know, yeah. and like go party and do all that crazy stuff, you know. But in my heart, I knew what I needed to do, but I didn't want to accept it. I wanted to be rebellious against myself, you know. And um, I think that's part of what I've had to learn, like, I've always thought of myself as being like a rebel, you know, but I, I didn't realize like being a rebel for me was like me rebelling against myself a lot of times by my behavior and the things I would do and put myself around. And it, you know, I, I've learned that out of respect for myself, it's just like, I can't do certain things anymore. Like if I'm going to love myself, if I'm going to take care of myself, I can't, I can't say how other people feel about how they live, but I know how I feel when I would make certain decisions around alcohol abuse, partying, drugs, like in certain types of ways. I, I think like you can have fun and experience heightened levels of, you know, uh, you can experience heightened levels through certain mediums, but there has to be some type of balance and respect of the way that you do it. And I grew up, partying and around individuals that were like honestly just it's just like dysfunctional behavior there's 
I don't see how any other way we can get around it. And I think most people that have grown with me, that a lot of them have grown too, even the ones I don't party or hang out with or see anymore. You know, you can see from a distance, like they're at least growing up in their own ways too. It's like, you can't maintain that kind of lifestyle and still find happiness, success, and be there for your kids if you're, you know, having kids at this point or for your wife. So, um, I just, I just say all that because I just amend you because like there's a lot of people that can't make that decision for themselves. They want to do something and they know what they got to do, but they don't, they don't actually execute what you did. And you can see yeah. the results of like how you executed that from such a young age and the results that you're getting now, you know, like yeah. everybody that knows you, everybody that's seen your business like everybody everybody loves you everybody at least that i know everybody loves you you know what i'm saying and uh your business space is amazing thank you you're gonna be teaching about magic money soon yeah <laughs> but I'm, I'm i'm trying to learn about the magic money so yeah we can yeah. get into that um i have just like always to me, like money's never been a taboo topic like it is for a lot of people. I've always just had a great relationship with money and I see money as energy. I don't see a limit to it. And so I think that something that over the years of all the research that I've done and the things that I've tried in my personal life and business and everything that I've learned, I just am like, this is like, gold. Like I've got something going on here. I feel really good about my relationship with money mm -hmm. and I want to help other people with it as well. So, um, yeah, I think that like this course idea that I have is that I just have so many ideas and thoughts and I want to put it into something for people to learn from. And mm -hmm. it's essentially just all of my philosophies and techniques and practices and manifestations and everything that mm -hmm. Um, has helped me get to where I am today. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of where that idea came from, the money magic course. Money magic course. Yeah. We'll be looking out for that. I'm going to be looking out for it. Yeah. <laughs> Are you going to teach men? <laughs> yeah, anyone, all walks of life, come as uh, you are. Are you going to do it at your uh, space? No, or so it's going to be an online course. Oh, nice. It's, yeah, so it's basically going to be just like modules to work through. Um, I called it Money Magic because I just believe life to be magical in general, yeah, but just yeah. that you can make whatever happen that you desire. Mm -hmm. And um, I mean, it's something that people reach out to me for advice on, which kind of ties into the business mentorship and esthetician mentorship that I offer is um, people are like, how do you do it? Like, how do you have this boutique, this storefront? How do you also drive this car? How do you, you know, go travel? And, and I think that money is such a space of insecurity for a lot of people or just something that a lot of people, I don't know, it's not talked about enough. And so I want to talk about it. And uh, yeah, that's it's definitely an insecurity for most people. Yeah. Even people with it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, it's true. Uh, it is. It's, yeah. It's, they, a lot of things that I've learned talk about, like, even 
millionaires sometimes like get to a point where they they have all this new money or you know now that they have all this money they're they're still not like at the end of the day financially secure because they're therefore spending all their money because they have it so it's like yeah there's a there's a a great quote i've been reading a lot lately um i don't know if it was from this book but you know basically the more money you make the more you spend you know and so like people think that because like oh if i just make more money that i'm gonna have more of it yeah right but what really happens is you have a, a spending habit. Your spending habit and thermostat of that spending habit stays relative to the money that you make. Yes. So you never really get ahead the way you think you are because like if you're if you're getting a hundred dollars a week for small numbers, let's just say, you know, like and you're spending ninety-nine of it, like Exactly. What, are you, what are you gonna do with that dollar? Right. You know what I mean? That's not enough to really save up, make it multiply the way that you could if you were spending like a 60-40 ratio or whatever, and like you had your discipline set. Totally. So yeah, that was like one thing I I learned. And that's like why, like you were saying about these millionaires, they get there and they're like, I don't understand. Like I'm making all this more money. Like I I still can't, I'm still struggling with money. It's like that's cause your spending habits, like totally that money in money out make money spend money you know you gotta you like that's a that can be a tough lifestyle you know what i'm saying like emotionally yeah and there's people that can do it and be good with it because they're not attached to it in certain the ways that others are but yeah money is emotional you know what i mean it's an emotional thing you can't get away from that um so it's something that I'm trying to learn. The biggest thing that I want to learn about money is like, like not to be attached to money, but to use money, you know, for experiences. Like, how do I attract the money for the experiences I want? Not how do I attract money? So I got money and people exactly. see me with money and I got success because I got money, you know, like, um, but yeah, I think I've been starting to think a lot more about money again and like all right how do i look at money how do i learn about money how do i you know maybe shift perspectives on the way i view money what are things that are holding me back from making the type of money i really want to Mm. what belief systems do i have set that are you know like kind of preventing me from making the money that I think I can make you know there's all that stuff that's tied up into money and like uh you know a poverty mindset and like I'm not saying I have a I might have a poverty mindset I might teeter there sometimes you know what I mean because um business is difficult you know and to stay in your purpose about how to like be in your purpose and make money can be it's conflicting for a lot of people a lot of times, yeah. you know, like, oh, I don't know if I should be able to make money doing this or if I should, if that's right, you know. Right. There's so many things tied with money in our culture. Um, so I'm interested to hear your, your perspectives and like, you know, when the module's ready and stuff. Yeah. Checking that out. What books have you read about money that you really like? Do you mm. have any? Most recently, Secrets of the Millionaire Mind. Mm -hmm. And when you're speaking about just um, 
yeah, like lack mindset that you might be in. It's all a mindset game. Like it really starts with mindset. It really does. And yeah, this book really hit home to me because I'm like, all right, how do millionaires think like the good ones? Like, and how can I think like that? Right. So uh, that was a good one. And then there's also another one called Creating Money. Ooh, I've heard of that one. I haven't read that one yet. I don't. No, I haven't read that one yet. It's definitely more of a spiritual. Yeah, it reminds me of that book one time that you showed me you were reading. Was this the Four Command Four Amendments? The Four Four Agreements. Agreements. But then the Mastery of Love. Yeah, something like that. Did you get that book? I gave you that book. No, you just showed me you were reading it one time. I didn't give you a copy. No. Did you buy a copy of the Mastery? No. Do I need it? Oh, I thought I swear I was like, you have to have this book. No. That book, I, that, I mean, it has nothing to do with money, but um, that book is just a game changer. Okay. I'll I'll buy you that book. All right. And get it I want that book. Yeah. <laughs> no, that book everybody should have. Oh, I told I'm him excited. about it, right? Didn't I tell you about it, Brendan, and you found it? The War of Art? The math. Oh, that's the one. That's yeah. The, one the War of Art. Yeah, that was um book rex all right sorry people this is important taking these (laughs) notes creating money creating money i loved that one because it was it's like the spirituality and the energetics of money which is huge and it was what it all starts with um what was the other one mindset of secrets of the millionaire mind secrets Millionaire mind. Another one that I purchased but have yet to read, but I've heard amazing things, is Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Oh, I have that, and I've read that. Okay, is it good? Oh, yeah. It was talking about the thermostat. Like, is that where you got that thermostat? I think that's where I learned that, actually, now that you bring it up. Mm -hmm. Yep, that thermostat, where I was talking about that yesterday, too, like, where I'm just in life, you know, like, we have our own thermostat. Oh, yeah. And so, like, why is it where you get near the next level of whatever you're trying to accomplish? Maybe it's just a general feeling in life of accomplishments that you're trying to get to, or you feel like you're at this breakthrough point, and then something happens. Mm. Something happens. You do it to yourself. Something out of the blue happens. And it takes you back down and you stay right in that range of temperature where you, okay, I'm, I'm back down here, build back up, you get to that same place. And really what's happening based upon these theories is like your subconscious is like, Ooh, I don't know what's beyond here. Yeah. This is we're, 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 we're going to enter into an unknown. Mm-hmm. So your subconscious attracts or creates something to bring you back down. You know what I mean? To a a safe level where it's like, I know this space and you just stay in that cycle of temperature raise. All right. We can't go past here. You come back down here, you build up. I've been in that. So it's like, this is the first time again for me because I'm nine months without alcohol that I'm like, that's the second longest time I've gone without alcohol. I've done a year before now I've done nine months and this nine months has been way different because it's been hell the whole nine months, mm. but I haven't, you know, drank or anything. The first time I did a year, it was pretty amazing other than a few little things that I experienced throughout. But really those things 
that were kind of difficult didn't hold that much power because I just felt in my purpose in that year. Yeah. It's like the first time I'm like, I feel like I'm a man, you know, I'm making choices that a man would, you know, I started my businesses. Then I went to Costa Rica and oops, (laughs) (laughs) I went with Rizzuto. Oh, yeah. It was his birthday. You know, his birthday is New Year's. Well, he won the party. We partied. So. That's fun though. Yeah. But, um, so, uh, rich dad, poor dad, that's a good book. And that's a really good book. Um, that guy's a genius. Actually, we're going to play this game that he created called the cash flow or wait. Yeah. I think it's called the cash flow game, but he created like a board game. Wow. And it teaches you about money. Okay. Yeah. I'm into it. So we're going to play it at TS's uh, studio, I think, coming up. Maybe if you want to come join us, you could. I think because their girls are going to come and it's just going to be a thing we're going to start doing on Mondays. But I was like, you guys have the game we were talking about last night, so we should play it. Yeah. Because that's a game I've always wanted to play, but I never had anybody that I was like, they'll play that game with me. I'd maybe so I'd play do. that game. Yeah. I'd so do that. Yeah. Wow, so that sounds awesome. teaches you about assets, liabilities. Like, it's, I don't know if it's oh. like a monopoly. Love but, it. But, you know, transferred over to this. So, um, I just read a good book called The Psychology of Money. Mm. Um, that was really good. Okay. Is short, but it's mainly about the emotions that we encounter and how we think about money and that kind of stuff, of course. Wow, um, that's awesome. That's so good that to know. That was really good. Yeah. Yeah, I've, the rich dad, poor dad. I've also heard I Will Teach You to Be Rich um, mm. by someone. And I get his emails, and they're pretty good, really informative. So that's a good one. I'm going to put that one down too. Uh, have you read. I hope y'all like to read because this this is what's important Getting to me. Getting into books, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, so <laughs> um, Think and Grow Rich. That's another Mm-mm. classic by okay. Napoleon Hill. Mm, that okay. one's definitely, it's all about manifestation. Oh, yeah. So, Speaking my language. Yeah, and this is from a corporate type white dude from like the early 1900s, like studied people for 20 years before he wrote the book and uh it's kind of an interesting perspective of manifestation because it comes from a total like white businessman you know what i mean like to the core back in the 1900s like early 1900s like and uh it's just kind of funny reading about the secret, right? Whatever these people want to call it, you know, manifestation, all these things, like from this perspective of somebody. Yeah. Because you want to think like these guys think like that, but right. You know, he talks about Henry Ford. He interviewed like a ton of people. Henry Ford, I think, a ton of moguls at that time. Um, I forget his name, but the guy that started the steel industry, Carnegie. I think so that wow. guy was like filthy rich. Yeah. And uh this guy Napoleon Hill was always around him, studying him, asking him questions and um so he wrote this whole book about, you know, think and grow rich. 
Um, so basically, yeah, it's just about manifesting money by just thinking about it essentially, you know, and how you think about money, how you, it's a great book. Yeah. So I'd recommend that one. I think I've read it three times. I'm going to read it again. Cause it's one of those books you kind of just have to keep going back to, to really let it all sink in. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Good to know. That's awesome. All right, we're back, and uh, we were talking about book Rex, about money, and uh, Annalise is developing this course about money, money magic. So, when are you going to release this program? When's the when's the estimated time frame? Yeah, I was originally going to be releasing it early October, but then I kind of pivoted towards a different business idea that kind of took priority. Uh, I was feeling a little bit more passionate and a little bit more on fire to start serving the esthetician community specifically at this time. So um, I have this group coaching program launching in October and that'll last a couple months. So I'm going to give myself till the end of the year to complete the Money Magic course. And Mm -hmm. I really feel it'll be a good time to launch it at the start of the new year to kind mm-hmm. of give people some inspiration towards a new money story, yeah. new energy on money. Yeah, it seems like a great time to do it, you know, with people in there, you know, wanting to do something new for the year, maybe have financial goals and this could help them. So exactly. Yeah. 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 I'm excited for it. Sweet. So you also were planning on a yoga yoga studio in your space which we haven't even really touched on her space at 18 west main ave downtown right across from the saranac i said that before but her space itself is amazing gorgeous like she said when she said she found it that it was perfect i mean it is perfect it's a gorgeous place i've been in it a few times and uh i mean the way that she set it up is just it's gorgeous in there you know, in her room where she does the facials is gorgeous. I haven't got one yet, but it's on my to-do list. I need to make it happen. She's been encouraging me to come get it done. And I just been not doing it because like I said, I'm a knucklehead. So (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna get in there. But, um, she had, the space is really big. It's really large. I was blown away the first time I seen it. And I was like, well, damn, how much money is she making for real? Because you know what I mean? Like, that's such a big space. Yeah. You know it's not cheap. You know what I mean? Whoever goes in there. So, like, you doing this money course and teaching others how you think about money and have established yourself into a place at really such a young age to be able to afford this type of space, to set it up the way you have, you know, and all those things, like, it just shows, like, you know, you you are in position to help others understand things like this. You know what I mean? So I just want to acknowledge that like the space itself, ladies, if you're looking for somebody to give you a magical experience, like we'll talk more about the mystical practices you like to bring that, that more spiritual energy. Cause I love that kind of stuff, as you know, um, so I definitely will transition the conversation there after we kind of get done with the business more focused. But you have an amazing space. And when I first seen it, the backspace wasn't even 
filled or done anything with really yet. And I was like, damn, there's like all this back here too. Yeah. And uh, at the time you had an idea for a yoga studio, but you've shifted gears and you have a new idea for that space you're going to work on. Yeah. So initially when I was seeking out the space, I had a vision to have not only the clothing boutique, but an amazing spa room and also a yoga studio and kind of like a personal workout studio for myself. Mm -hmm. Um, And so this space was absolutely perfect for that. And the backspace um, that I ended up renovating, I turned two rooms into one room. We redid some flooring, installed some mirrors on the wall. And my vision was to have a full on yoga studio. But as like at the end of the renovations, when it was all said and done, I was like, thought that I would have this super excited feeling of, all right, let's get some yoga going. And I just didn't. And I think that I was feeling my plate was so full with everything else that I am doing that I didn't have the energy and space to serve and teach yoga the way that I thought. Um, So I kind of like at my one year anniversary event, just unveiled the new space to my community and they were able to see it. And from there, people started asking me, would you ever rent this out for a birthday party, a bridal shower, baby shower? And it really didn't cross my mind to rent it out and open my space to other people. But I kind of was like, you know what? I think that's the direction that this needs to take right now. Mm -hmm. And so, so far it's, yeah, it's been incredible just through word of mouth. I haven't even done much advertising, but the space is renovated. It's set up to be whatever anyone wants it to be. It could be a dance studio, yoga Mm -hmm. studio, Um, we've had a luxury picnic in there, which is cool. We had, I've had a bachelorette party, a bridal shower. I have another bridal shower next month. Mm. Um, and then I have an, a birthday party in like November. So, so is there access from the back into that space or do you access it through the front? That's a great question. There is a back entrance, which we renovated and installed because there wasn't before. Uh Um, The only issue with it is that the back area is a little, it's an alleyway of downtown and it's not the most aesthetically beautiful. So I don't want that right now, the way it looks to be people's first impression when they come in. So right now they're, they're walking through the front, coming through the whole shop. Okay. I was just curious with like, your workflow or like when events are transpiring does yeah. that affect right. the flow so yeah exactly yeah. as it sits right now i have to plan the events around when i don't have facial clients gotcha. because my spa room is very closely connected to the backspace yeah. and I, I just have these wooden sliding barn doors there's not a lot of noise mm-hmm cancellation Mm -hmm. so so far it's working out though i mean the way yeah so i think eventually when when it seems right that i'll create more of a structure of opening up that back entrance and maybe having my assistant help me with managing that but for now it's kind of just flowing the way it is and it's going really well Yeah. yeah that's awesome uh when are the of because do you do, is it open on the weekend, like for events? Pretty, It's open pretty much any time. If I have as much notice as possible, I can block off my facial schedule mm-hmm. and can open it up. But yeah, so far do it's you, been. Do you do facials on the weekend though, I guess is what I'm asking? Yeah, like Saturdays. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So gotcha. I take clients Wednesday through Saturday. Um, Wednesday through Saturday. So yeah. 
So Monday and Tuesdays are open. Sunday, Monday, Tuesdays. Yeah. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Yeah. For sure. Those days for sure. are good days. Right. But if and I it's have... a great location. Like, yeah. I mean. Thanks. It's, yeah, a great location if you wanted to have an event, huh? Yeah. yeah sweet. I like that. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I didn't even really realize that there was kind of a lack of space in Spokane. Um, mm. I mean, there there's definitely a few spaces that you can rent, but um, yeah, I, I didn't even realize there would be such a demand for it. And I think also the way that I've curated it yeah, and decorated it. Yeah, I think it, it's your curation. Yeah. 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 I think that's what makes it so hospitable. You know what I mean? Like, like you, you hold an event there, it like you come in and it already feels special, you know? So, yeah. I mean, there's event spaces, but they're, yeah, you know, like right. at the Grand or like, you know what, these places that, you know, do that right. convention and all the, I'm just, your space is beautiful, you know? So it makes Thank sense you. that that could work there. So I appreciate that. Thank you. This is another revenue stream, which is good and so you were saying like someone could like host their own yoga class there if they wanted right? yeah like yeah. you could have somebody that's like i want to do yoga classes here every tuesday yeah exactly and so then it's kind of like you could you know if somebody that wanted to take on that role could do that right and it doesn't have you involved with the day-to-day -day of running your own yoga class but right you still are offering that opportunity to someone, which it makes sense, like to somebody out there that wants to get into it and have their own yoga class. Like, here's an opportunity for that person. Absolutely. Whatever it is. But, you know, you know, just using yoga as an example. But yeah, because that would be a cool place for a yoga studio, too. You yeah, know, like it really would. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. yeah, that's sweet. Thank you. I'm excited about it. Yeah. Yeah. So when was it that you had your like first event? Like, was that this um, year? Yeah, it was. I had my one year anniversary event where I officially like showed the space to everyone. Mm -hmm. um, that was in May. And then in June was when I had the first people rented out. And it's been pretty much once a month, if not a couple times a month ever since then that people made their way to me and they're like, Hey, I heard you have the space. And I'm like, yes, I do. Yes, I do. Yeah. And so is it, can you access that on your website? Like to get, uh, not yet. Okay. No, I need to, that's yeah. something I need to update on my site and get some professional photos done mm -hmm. to show it. But mostly just Instagram, Instagram. basically. Yeah. I've and posted so a few things here and there. And if someone's interested, they, they can obviously call you too and yeah. be like, Hey, we're interested in the event space. Just so people listening, if they're like, Oh, oh yeah. I want to check that out. Yep. So we know how to get you, get them to get a hold of you properly. So yeah. Email, all that email, call, phone number, Instagram, Instagram. Yeah. whatever way. Yep. But there's not a way to do it on the website yet. Not so. quite yet. Nope. Okay. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. <laughs> um, yeah. So I've heard from many people and just like the way you show up, you're always glowing. You know what I mean? Well, let's talk about the name. I love names. Mm -hmm. I love names. 
That's mm. like one of my favorite part of like uh, businesses is like the name, like oh, creating yeah. the name, thinking of the name, what the name means. Like, I love that part of it. So yeah, let's talk about the glow code. Obviously from my perception, it's like you help people glow. You know what I mean? Like you're bringing light to them. You bring, you, you, they leave glowing your space. Yep. But what does it mean to you? Like, how did you think about it from your own yeah. personal development? I love it. I, I would say I'm a huge name person too. And mm. I feel like the Glow Co. really captures, I, I actually, it started with Find Your Glow. That was my initial mm. business name. Mm. And that too is still like a very important part of the business because that's what it is, is I help you find your glow. Yeah. No matter if it's through a facial or an amazing outfit you come find, or maybe a cool crystal you find in my shop. Like mm. I want to help you bring your inner light to life. Like what's going to light you up and make you glow. And as I um, evolved and just kind of sat with it, I felt like find your glow just didn't, I don't know, it wasn't sitting with me for the new space. I wanted kind mm. of to rebrand a little bit when I moved into the new space. Mm. And um, so the glow code just came about of like, I wanted to keep the word glow because that's what I'm all about is just yeah. like, what's going to make you glow? What's going to make you feel good? And um, the glow code just kind of rang off the tongue. It kind of like rhymes. It's easy yeah. to say. It's kind of powerful, simple, mm -hmm. and it's kind of like up to how people perceive it. Like, is it the glow company, the glow collective, the glow, like mm -hmm. however you want to perceive it. It's just like, mm -hmm. come here and I'll help you glow. That's yeah. really the basis of it. Um, yeah. And I mean, like find your glow, that was the original business name. Right. But I mean, it translates right into being your motto. Is right. That, that's is, exactly yeah. like, I'm like, that's like my, you're right. Yeah. The motto, like yeah. my slogan is find your glow. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, yeah, I have like two different Instagrams now. One is still find your glow. Um, mm -hmm. And that's really like my personal behind the scenes as a business owner, business mentorship, and still talking a lot about self-love and spirituality. Mm -hmm. I wanted to keep that as my Instagram name because I just truly believe in that. And then the Glow Co. Collective is my Instagram that I created just for the space to, to highlight the events, the products in my shop. The services that I offer, so yeah, I think they all they they blow they both flow together really well. Um, regardless, the glow had to be there because that's what yeah. I'm all about. Yeah, the glow. The glow. Glow co. The glow co. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. The name works. The styling, the branding, it's all very well done, professional. Um, thank you. What, uh, so what products are you offering in like the boutique and like different products that you sell out of the shop? Because you have that part of the business too. Yeah. Which is all in the front when you walk in. So yeah. tell, tell us about like the products you're selling and yeah. uh, anything that's really special that you sell that you believe in. Yeah. Um, so aside from the vintage clothing, I have, a lot of, um, of course, skincare products. It's important to me to have clean plant-based skincare products and body care products to offer for people. Mm -hmm. um, 
I really feel like the word holistic kind of encapsulates everything that I offer from my services to my products in that I love helping people with whole body healing. Mm. And so holistic to me just means um, like, let's treat your physical self, your emotional self, your spiritual self, and make it all blend together beautifully. So the products in my shop are, there's a lot of wellness products like um, herbal supplements, tinctures, tea, uh, Mm. CBD joints that I love. Mm-hmm. And oh yeah, <laughs> CBD <laughs> joints. Um, and then I have like crystals and spiritual supplies to help people on their spiritual healing journey. I carry journals. Um, really, like the basis of everything is self care and self love. Mm. So these products that I provide for people are things that I've tried myself and loved and have really helped me on my life journey and healing journey and skin journey. Um, and I just love Mm. to share them with people. And so Mm. when people come to receive a service from me, I want them to be able to kind of maintain those results when they leave, not just with Mm. their skincare, but how they feel in that moment, like the Zen and the relaxation that in the connection to their body. I love helping them, okay, here's like a crystal that you can set your intentions into and move into the rest of your week with this crystal or this body lotion or this color healing spray or this gemstone essence. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's Mm -hmm. kind of, yeah, I, I just wanted to provide a space that you could come and find something that you're not really going to find anywhere else. And something very special and I mean it's definitely like a not just a gift shop but it's very gifty like if you're if you're trying to find a unique special something for someone that you're not going to find anywhere else and that they maybe have never heard of anything like that Mm -hmm. my place is the place for that nice like that yeah yeah um yeah it seemed that way when I was there I mean you had hooked me up with some of those CBD joints before. I'd never seen those type before. And mm-hmm. I, I like those. Um, I thought those were unique. You gave me a tea too that I had. So like those were like unique um, products that I got from you. So you have obviously the services too you provide. Yep. Can you explain kind of like those services and how you think about them from your spiritual aspect and like serving the client and uh, making sure they leave with the glow? You know, can you walk us through your process and how you think about the services you offer and the services that you offer? Because I think it's more than just facials, right? Do you offer or is it just facials only? Just facials, yeah. Just facials. So mm-hmm. yeah, can you walk us through the process of how you think about your facials and giving people that amazing experience that they have? And Yeah, I just feel that my outlook on life is that life is meant to be very special, very magical. Mm-hmm. Um, I want, I know that we're all capable of feeling good and finding joy. And I truly believe it starts with loving ourselves, connecting to ourselves and um, also like getting into the body and quieting the mind. And so when I 
really curated the facial services that I offer. I wanted to provide an experience that we don't get in our day-to-day lives because we don't often take time to slow down and (laughs) tune in to ourselves and connect with ourselves. And I just wanted it to be a space of healing where you truly, you come in feeling one way and you leave feeling a shift in your energy. And so the actual facial services that I offer are very relaxation focused. I work a lot with like relaxing the parasympathetic nervous system. I do a lot of massage. I incorporate uh, meditation and gemstone healing into the facials. Uh, It's a very intuitive process for me. So when someone comes in, I just really feel into not only what they need externally with their skin, what can I help you correct, but internally, what can I help you heal? How can I help you feel better? So, um, yeah, the main service that I offer is called the skin and soul healing facial. And that's really just my signature. And it describes exactly what I want to provide for you is that you it's like, and that's coming back to the glow is you're going to glow from the inside out when you leave, like you're just going to just feel so good. That's where the glow comes from. Yeah, right. Exactly. It's the inside. It's your aura. It's your essence that glows. That's exactly right. Yeah. 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 I think we oftentimes in the hustle and bustle of the world, we just lose that connection of ourselves. And Mm. for so many women that come to me or individuals that come to me just feel disconnected from themselves and off track and not confident, low self-esteem, not feeling beautiful. And so if I can help you in any way, empower you to feel better about yourself, in all aspects, internal, external, then I know that I've done my job and that's, that's always going to be my mission. So I think that another piece of it for me is, um, helping with mental health and stress and anxiety that we all experience in our day-to-day life. And everything that I offer, the energy that I give is the byproduct of the healing that I've done on myself and my own journey and what's worked for me to feel good and be able to get off of my mental health medications and just like fully mm. connect with my true how I'm feeling and feeling mm. good day to day. So that's um, that's another part of it too, is like the wow. stress relief. That's amazing. Yeah. So you were on health medications and you got yourself to a place now where you're fully happy and joyful and you don't need that medication. Yeah. 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 That's feels cool to like hear or say out loud. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, from a doctor's perspective, should be on mental health medication too, probably. You know what I mean? But I've, um, and sometimes I've, I've wondered if I should, you know, because Mm -hmm. of some of the things I deal with mentally, but I've always believed that you can find a way, you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? To figure out what's the deeper root of this. And um, so to, you know, you know, you're speaking to what I truly believe in, but you're, you're more living. It seems that you're more living in it than I am currently. And um, I just love hearing that, you know, I love hearing that you were able to figure out a way to live life without those crutches or without 
what society tells you from the you know big pharma these are the things that you need if you're dealing with this stuff yeah and like you look at the side effects of all those things and it's just like it's crazy you know and like i don't i think it's becoming more accepted that what you give and what you teach is actually the way to heal you know i think like i feel more people are waking up to that you know I, I feel like that's more open like going to get a facial is going to be more healing than any amount of drugs you put in your body you know mm. what i mean because it's an act of self-love investing in yourself to have a facial you know also though what i love i just love that i love that mystic energy you bring to it you know mm. what i mean without that it's not the same you know what i mean without that there's not the love there's not the it's just a facial you know what i'm saying oh yeah and I, I've and I've seen that. I've even had a facial like that. And I enjoyed that facial. It was not a bad experience. But, you know, like, I'd, I want that experience that you offer. And like I said, I've had friends that I know that have had facials from you. And, and they, they're just blown away. You know what I mean? Like, I wow. just blown away. So, Thank you. That's, that you makes know, me happy. Yeah. Like, your work is doing what it's supposed to. Um, you said gemstones. That's yeah, what you use crystals. Gemstones? Yeah, crystals. Mm -hmm. How, like, uh, what are some of the ones that you use? Oh, I have a whole like a whole, whole array. Uh huh. I have a and whole you cabinet. Use certain ones for certain things, or yeah. feelings, or emotions, or auras, or yeah, absolutely. I, it's always. I don't know much about it all. I know you know a little bit, but yeah, I just am curious and want to know more how you think about using them. Yeah, exactly. So for me, I just can like, I'm very empathic. I can feel into the energy when someone comes in. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times now with, with people during my consultation in the beginning, I'll ask, mm -hmm. you know, like I'll get a feel for, and most people come to me, not some people don't even care necessarily about their skin results. They just want yeah. that the transformation yeah. Yeah, and yeah, so i'm yeah. and i can always feel that i'm like all right you're here for the gemstone part so all right yeah. let me really dip into that for you yeah. um but yeah i just like i've gotten to know crystals and gemstones on my own mm. spiritual journey and have found that they can just serve as companions to amplify whatever it is you're calling in for yourself or to mm. dissolve stress and anxiety and so, yeah, when someone comes in, I am just like, all right, you are, you know, shortly after postpartum, you just had a baby, you're feeling kind of like you don't get a lot of time to yourself or you're depleted energetically or, you know, so I kind of just choose from there. Some of the main ones like amethyst is one of my go to's that really helps you tap into your intuition and your higher self connecting with your greater vision and mm. <laughs> I'm thinking <laughs> I'm thinking of a, a a stone that my aunt just gave me mm. I believe it was amethyst yeah potentially amethyst is one of my favorites it's also my birthstone but it's a good like yeah. core crystal to have in your collection yeah. clear oh. quartz as well rose quartz is my favorite the stone of love, self-love. So I work a lot. A lot of my beauty tools that I use in the facials are rose quartz. Um, a lot of the decor around my shop is rose quartz because I'm just feel like it all starts with love. Mm. Like just giving love, receiving love. Mm -hmm. All that matters is love.
Yeah. Yeah. True. Yeah. So that it's learning. really, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I might have to get some recs from you on that too. All right, we're going to yeah. start making a list, people. No, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, spiritual art. You have to bear with me because I'm getting into this now, too. No, <laughs> but seriously, though, I, I might ask you and uh, see what you might. Because I got a few things like that in my room, you uh -huh. know, but I kind of want some more stuff. Oh, yeah. You know, so you got to come get a facial and get like the full experience. And I can also feel into your energy that way. Let's make it happen. Let's get it. We'll do it. Uh, figured out. We'll afterwards, do it. Okay. After this. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, make it happen. Okay. Um, so did you ever did you ever have a spiritual before you started the business or like did you have the kind of experience from someone else that made you want to develop this or did you not have, did you not see it being offered? And that's kind of what made this so special for the way that you do it. Like that you kind of curated this style of esthetician in a unique way because you didn't see it being offered. That's exactly right. Yeah. I didn't really have, other than just doing my own research, um, there was a point when I worked at the coffee stand a few years ago that someone came through the stand and was like, I just had the most amazing session with my spiritual mentor. And I, at the time, was just getting into spirituality mm -hmm. and essential oils and all this. And I was like, what's a spiritual mentor? And so mm -hmm. I booked a session with this gal and um, really... Like it was pretty cool. I, in hindsight, like I, you know, I don't know. Yeah, I won't get into that. But like, <laughs> <laughs> um, it was cool to open my eyes to just a deeper understanding of your spiritual self. And she kind of talked to me through my guides. She called them your angels, and she like can kind of read into what you have going on or how you're feeling. And at the time I was just kind of like stagnant and this was before I discovered I wanted to do facials. And I was just like, I don't know, I'm kind of floating in space. I don't really feel that good all the time. I'm on medications, all of that. And so she kind of like opened the door. I had a couple sessions with her, but over after that, I just kind of developed my own just reading books and hearing people talk about things. And meditation for me was like huge. I could not live without meditation because it's my time to connect with myself and my essence and my higher self and feeling into how I'm feeling and processing my emotions and reprogramming my subconscious mind and all of that. So, yeah, as far as like the experience I provide for others, it was that, I mean, I wanted to provide an experience that you're not going to get anywhere else. And same with my shop. I wanted to create my shop because I always wish something like that existed, but it didn't. And so maybe it's the Aquarius in me, just very innovative. Like I'm, I'm wanting to create things out of nothing or, you know, mm -hmm. provide an otherworldly experience for people. Yeah. I love that. Cause I, I think part of my purpose is getting to a place where I offer unique experiences for people and communities with city chapters. Like I want to curate 
events and things with city chapters that are like, you're not going to find this essence, this experience anywhere else. But if you're doing it, like what we do at city chapters is, is going to be what we do, you know, mm -hmm. and other people are going to do what they do, but the way that we do it, you're going to know, you know, the difference, you know what I'm yeah. saying? So, um, I love that. So like, that's a big dream of mine, you know, because like, all life is, is an experience. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's all, that's all it is. Like we're just experiencing. And, uh, you know, I've always believed in, though I struggle with it at times that you can create mind blowing, amazing, beautiful, out of this world type experiences. Like you can. Do, yeah, you can. Yeah. And, and it's possible and people do it. You do it. Um, I'm not going to put myself in that category yet. I think I've done some things that have given people a glimpse and I've given myself a glimpse that I'm capable of it. I think we all are to some degree of creating experiences for others, even if it's on a small scale, just for your, you know, loved ones, your family, like the type of person you are and show up as like, you know, like that's you giving another person a part of the experience. Yeah. So, yeah, I like, you know, for me right now, I'm just focused on how do I just keep my energy in a place to like when I show up with others, my energy's right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like my, the experience that I give others is grounded, authentic, and unique. You mm. know what I mean? Because I do believe we're all special individuals. And I think of myself that way, you know? So yeah. I try to, I'm trying, I'm not trying, I am. I've been really in my work of finding out who I really am, you know what I mean? And, and separating myself from things that I know do not align with me anymore. And uh, as much as there's a lot of gray area and where I'm going, that I'm doing that work is like the biggest thing that I'm proud of at this time. And that's spiritual work. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that, that kind of work is spiritual work. I put spiritual work above my, my business work, you know, because if I'm not right spiritually, then my business isn't going to be doing what it's supposed to be doing. Exactly. You know, so I feel like I'm getting into a good spiritual zone again with me living good because like I've been through a lot of temptations or things lately that I've overcome and uh, I'm still on track and making the decisions I want to do for myself, you know, and like, I believe you got to prove that to yourself and you got to prove it to the universe sometimes too. Like, no, I am ready this time. Yeah. I am, I am listening, you know, I am not rebelling against myself anymore, you know? Yeah. So, you know, I, I think there's some things finally coming back around, but, um, and who knows, maybe that facial, I'll leave there like, <laughs> I, I know, or like, I'm going to be feeling a whole new thing. You know what I mean? That would be the goal. Yeah, that's so the goal. I'll do my best no to make that happen. No expectations. No expectations. Yeah, exactly. I don't have expectations on anything, but you know, 
but i am i'm i love the <clears throat> new experiences i love putting myself into um new experiences like like what you offer you yeah. know what i'm saying and um seeking like spiritual experiences you know <clears throat> and i've seen your room it's spiritual thank you and that room is spiritual you walk in there and you already feel good you already feel like you just transported you know into something you know out of like avatar like you know what i mean <laughs> like they got those beautiful white like flowers hanging from the ceiling and, yeah. yeah yeah that's what i wanted is it for i wanted it to be an experience not just a facial and i wanted mm. you to feel like you're walking into a sanctuary where you can sanctuary yeah escape sacred. yeah exactly yeah. sacred space for yeah. sure yeah well, thank you for recognizing that. I appreciate it. Mm -hmm. It is. I mean, it is. It is amazing. I can't. We can't talk it up enough. Everybody that's been in there says the same thing. You know. So. <laughs> thank you. Um. So you were just saying, uh, if you want to, if you're okay with talking about it, we were talking about off camera. You had this experience in L.A. Mm -hmm. And you do you are you okay with talking about that experience? And because we didn't really get to finish it off camera, so uh, you took a trip to, to LA to do a kind of a self care uh, self care vacation. Mm -hmm. You got a facial down there from the skin, the skin witch, the skin witch, the skin witch. Got to hear about this, and then you also you had an energy healing experience. Energy healing, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell us about those experiences. Yeah. So and a massage. And I just it was a whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Shopping. Yeah. Um, yeah, I really do I'm inspired by what a lot of people are doing in LA. I feel that it's a great way to great place for me to go get inspiration when I need it. And so mm. I try to go every couple years. It had been a couple years before I'd been last. So I went this year and really just made the whole trip into how can I fill my cup because I'm constantly giving and giving and giving. And I just could feel myself teetering with an empty cup. And I was like, all right, let me go just gather some inspiration. And so, yeah, I booked a facial with this gal in LA, which was amazing. Um, the skin, Witch, yeah, it was, it was definitely like an ideal experience to receive as an esthetician who's constantly giving and to just be able to surrender to it and know that you're being taken care of and it's going to be a great experience. That's what yeah, it was. So I'm, yeah. I'm really grateful for that. She did some face reading, face mapping, um, where she was able to look at different things in my face and say, you know, this is why you're breaking out here and this is how we can help it. And so I was really inspired by that because I've always, I've done that a little bit in my work is I'm familiar with face mapping where I can look at someone's acne and say, well, this zone you're breaking out because of hormones or X, Y, Z or stress. And so mm. going and receiving that was great on a personal level so I could learn more about my own skin, but felt very inspired. And now I'm starting to offer a similar situation when people come in where I can really read their face and know on a deeper level why they may be experiencing certain imbalances. Mm. Um, and from like a traditional Chinese medicine, medicine perspective, Gotcha. So it's, yeah, it's once again, that holistic, like 
everything's interconnected. When there's something imbalanced internally, it's often going to show up externally for us to be able to understand it. I feel everything is a messenger for the body. So yeah, the facial was great. And then I had a massage as well at this really beautiful little spa in Venice Beach. Um, and then I had this mind-blowing energy experience, energy healing session with a gal named Rachel Bloom. Um, I originally discovered her flower essence tinctures in this shop in Portland a few years ago and then have just followed her journey ever since and felt really connected to her and her offerings. And I was exactly right for how our interaction would be. Like the moment we saw each other, she was like walking down the spiral staircase and we like started crying. Like we hugged and we were both just like crying. I was like, I've never met you, but I'm crying. And it was like this like homecoming to like a soul, like almost like, like, is this woman my twin flame? Like I, it was amazing. So just from the get go, um, Truly, I don't even know how to really describe it into words to relay the experience I had with her. I just know that it was the best energy healing experience I've ever had. Mm. I could feel the energy moving through my body like as she was doing her thing. Um, Mm. She was able to like look through me like to my soul and and say, this is why you're feeling this. And ultimately, the theme of the entire experience was that she told me that like myself was craving my own love more than anything else. So I walked away from that experience, like just knowing that the basis of everything is self-love. And I was just really re-inspired to dedicate more time to my own self-care and self-love. And ever since then, I can definitely notice a shift in my view on myself, my confidence, my self-esteem, the way I take care of myself. And so, yeah, anyway, it was a wonderful vacation. It was very wholesome, filled my cup, and I just came back completely re-inspired to provide for people. Wow. Yeah. Sounds like one vacation. Totally was. Yeah. It was nice. I'm all about, I, I want to, I, I want to get so much further into like the, the ritualistic oh, like, yeah. woo-woo stuff. Oh, like, yeah. I love it. I love Jidenna. I Have I shown, do you know about who Jidenna is? No. He's an artist, a music artist, but he, he, uh, he's just an awesome dude. I love this dude, man. But he, he's all about the ritualistic stuff, you know, and trying things out like that and, um, I just love that stuff. I love that that mystic side of life, you mm-hmm. know, and uh, that energy healing. I mean, man, I'm just like, I don't, I don't want to say envious, but that's the word that comes to mind. Oh, yeah. But I, but it's it should it shouldn't be from envy because I have that opportunity to do a thing like that for myself, you know. Um. But that experience is like, man, I've been looking for that, but I've been looking for it on my own. You know, um, I try meditation. I need to just be more, a little bit more committed and give myself more time to meditate more. I've been finding my meditation and just reading right now. Like, like, cause I think there's many forms of meditation, right? Mm-hmm. So for me, like, I just feel 
like I'm gaining the most from forcing myself to sit down and read. Yeah. Um, I'll take short moments to meditate, you know, and I, I get my benefit there. But one book I am reading is all about meditation. It's called Becoming Supernatural. It's mm-hmm. with Doc. You know, Joe Dispenza. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, yes. Have you read the book? No, I'm just yeah. very familiar with him and his work. Yeah. It's so amazing. I am reading that book. Um, it's been a book that I've been taking a while to read because it's a lot to digest. Um, right. I don't find it's hard, like the reading is hard itself, but it's just like um, a, a large, larger book. And uh, I've just been reading it chunks at a time. Mm-hmm. But this is the one thing for me. I read books, I move on, right? And a lot of books, especially in the self-help or whatnot, have call to action. And like, that's right, I've had to go back and read books again. It's like, all right, I got to put what I learned this time into effect, you know, sit here and practice it. He gives like several meditations for you to try you know and and work and i and i've tried tried them all i believe maybe not the walking meditation one but it's like yeah i tried them but you know meditation is it's not about getting it right and i understand that it's not about having this crazy experience the first time or even after a hundred times it's just about like you said like slowing down putting your mind in a space where it's not on this frenetic energy go 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 i gotta do this i gotta do that i gotta be here i gotta dot 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 you know what i mean like that's what um if you're in that mode all the time from the moment you wake up to the moment you go to sleep it's it's just it's not healthy for me i feel feel that it's not healthy for me so reading for me has been like taking that step back and just like i'm gonna read because i can actually feel myself becoming more intelligent when i read you know and so you know maybe it's because i actually feel more that i'm getting more from reading so i'm using that as like my way to be like well this is gonna have to be my meditation for right now or my form of like taking my time to sit and learn because i learn about myself when i read you know and so that's what you hope to learn when you meditate but I really want to get deeper into the the meditation realms, you know, and, and work with my subconscious there. Because what's cool about becoming supernatural is this is all science. Yeah. Like Dr. Joe Dispenza is a scientist. He's a doctor. You know, like he has all the science to back up why meditation works, how it works, how the brain works, like all of that. So it's not like just some woo-woo stuff like he's breaking down walls of knowledge like people didn't understand before you know like no this is why it actually works on a scientific level so you can't you can't deny it from a scientific standpoint if you believe in science at least you know like this is case studies these are things that really prove why meditation works how Mm -hmm. it enters your brain waves in the de- different states whether it's theta you know alpha these different brain states so um i really you know i really believe you can 
manifest anything you almost want in life through meditation and through learning how to, you know, rewire your subconscious, you know, but like, exactly. And I'm working on it. You know what I mean? Like, and I, I, I suppose I will always be working on it. Oh yeah. You know, like I don't, I don't think enlightenment or nirvana and these things mean like, oh, it's all done and you don't have any more work to do on yourself. Right. You know, I, you know, I believe enlightened people still get pissed off, you know, but it's what they do with that emotion and recognizing that emotion. I think one of the bigger things for me is like realizing your spirituality comes from how you control your emotions. Like when you are out of control of your emotions, it, disconnects you from your emotion your spiritual essence Mm -hmm. do you feel that same way like do you relate to that at all yeah say that again so i feel like if your emotions are out of control you don't have control of your emotions um and i'm gonna say more like negative emotions whether that's you know um fear these types of negative emotions, anxieties that we all deal with, if you let them run rampant, that is disconnecting you from your spiritual self, your essence. Like, Oh, absolutely. So for me, like learning how to control my emotions, specifically my anger, that being the one that I've, uh, I would imagine probably most men have, that could be the, one of the hardest ones. I'd say fear too. I think fear goes for all of us as humans. Um, but anger for me, I think has been my biggest one that's caused me a lot of disconnect from my spiritual essence and like getting reconnected with it uh, is proven difficult because I hadn't learned maybe how to not be angry until the last few years you know mm-hmm. and now that i'm not angry and i'm not making emotional decisions based off of that emotion and uh most decisions you make in anger are going to be a negative decision <laughs> yeah know what i'm saying like yeah whether in uh, most of those decisions would be towards myself you know what i'm saying like not towards others necessarily those negative emotions I make in, or decisions I make in anger would be towards myself. And you can't connect with your spiritual self if you're hurting yourself constantly. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, there has to be that. There, you have to make that room or not you. I have to make that room for the space to make the right decisions um, to allow my spiritual essence to get strong again. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? To be like, to feel that your spiritual essence is respected. Cause I think your spiritual essence wants to feel respected. Your soul, what's in you wants to feel respected. Like in that, that starts from yourself because the soul and the body, the, the human, the vessel that we're in, they're not the same thing. Right. You like the human mind is not your soul. Right. You know what I'm saying? And so the human mind and its needs for what it thinks it wants to do is not is not what your soul wants. Right. They want two different things. And that's why you have the two voices. You have the voice of the body 
you know, and you have the voice of the soul. Yeah. And like, um, I, for a long time, definitely was listening more to my body. You know what I mean? Like the worldly things that my mind thinks it wants, Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? But my soul, it wants completely different things. And like, you know, for me, I think that's where my depression really stems from, from, for how I see why I have depression is because I'm not living in tune with what my soul really tells me I should be doing and what I want. And I'm living more over here in my body mind, trying to get the certain things for the wrong reasons and trying to get attention for the wrong reasons or, you know what I'm saying? So I've had to step back and really put in work on getting reconnected with like, okay, well, what does my soul really want? How do I actually listen to it? How do I stop doing this to myself? Because all I'm getting is pain from what I'm, what I've been doing, listening to the, to the body, you know? So when you do and go and do spiritual energy healing and stuff like that, like that's a, that's a cognitive choice to like, I'm going to try to help my soul out. Yeah, and exactly. It, you know what I mean? Like, regardless of what you believe in, like taking those steps is like, it's going to make you feel better about yourself because it just shows yourself whether you don't even want to be on the mystical sides of things that you care about yourself right because most people like it'd be maybe hard for them to think about doing that for themselves because they have to do all these other things to for their family or they don't have the time you know obviously time is a hard thing for all of us and uh, it's easy for me to make up excuses about why I don't have enough time. Yeah. Or I don't have enough. I don't have enough. Mm-hmm. I don't have enough money. I don't have enough time. I don't have, you know, from that scarcity mindset. Right. So I just, you know, like every time I'm around you, I learn, I learn something, you know. Um, and I just think you're like such a and I know you're not perfect, you know, nobody is, but like, I think you're a prime example. I've never seen you not be perfect. Just to clarify though, like <laughs> I haven't seen it. So you might be perfect. I don't know, but, thank you. Um, but, uh, you know, you're just like a prime example of like how you want to see people in the world. Like that's how I really do feel. Um, everybody I, you know, I tell you, tell you or I tell people about when I speak about you is like especially women because you know I know you can help women you know specifically I know you can help men too with facials and you know um obviously there's that macho stigma about men getting facials which I think that's disappearing yeah. more as well too it you is. know what I mean like I I'm like I consider myself a stand up man and I the stand-up man needs a facial. You know? 100%. <laughs> like, so. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I yeah. love that. It's it's yeah. it's like finding a bit of a balance between the masculine and the fen- feminine right. energy within you. We all have yeah. it. Yeah. The masculine, even women spend a lot of time in their masculine, and that's the oh, yeah. giving, working, doing, achieving, right. learning in the head, the head yeah. energy. And, mm. and the feminine energy is that receiving, feeling, being, 
body. And so mm. I think that when we all can find that harmony between the two, mm. that's where the magic lies. I think so too. I agree 100%. I definitely have been trying to, I don't want to say trying, I have been, I have been practicing that, like merging how I can allow my, my feminine essence to merge with my masculine essence. I think I, at one point through experiences, like tried to mask any feminine essence I had because that is more a man's vulnerable side. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like, Mm -hmm. and um, it can be seen or taken advantage of. Same thing with women. It happens to women too, of course. But for me, like as a man, I'm like, no, I I ain't going to show those sides of me because that's weakness. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's how I would perceive it back then. But um, I feel that I've worked through enough of that to understand how to blend them and not feel any weakness in it either. Like I feel strength in that now. But it took me a long time to understand how to merge those two and understand that having femininity is not being a female. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it's it, that doesn't like just because you're feminine and you have feminine traits, that doesn't make you like as a male. That doesn't make you a female. You know what I'm right. saying? Like you still a man. You're still a male. It's just that um, we have these different characteristics as a human that we should be in touch with and you shouldn't yeah. suppress. Um, and there's, you know, there's a lot of ancient cultures where the feminine was celebrated. Like that was what kept everybody together and the yeah. men knew it. You know, it, it always hasn't been this patriarch society that we live in you know and obviously there's things that are changing now with you know uh, women rights and equality matters and all that as it should because we all should live and understand that we all bring something to the table and we all need each other to make this all work out you know Mm -hmm. so yeah i'm a I'm excited about the my experience that I'm gonna have. Yeah, because it's long overdue. It is. I uh, I feel like I really do need an energy healing type of thing. Mm-hmm. So start start with this. Yeah. Um. And to circle back to the experience I had with the gal in LA, she does offer virtual like energy sessions and. Yeah. Anyone listening in to you, I highly recommend this woman. Just, I really can't explain it. I don't even know if I would just call her an energy healer, shaman, like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. She just has something very special. She is out of this world. And just, I have goosebumps even thinking about her. And mm-hmm. um, I feel anyone should experience just no matter what you're going through, even if you're not going through anything and you just want to amplify your current reality like i yeah definitely recommend it so she does the virtual huh she does maybe Mm -hmm. i'll check that out too yeah 
I'm more like I have a hard time with virtual though because I like you know, no, I, I get like it. The, I get it. You know, uh, same here. I mean, I've had a few virtual sessions with people, but yeah, it's that in person experience. There's nothing like like I will be flying to LA probably in February just to see her again. There's nothing here that you know of locally that's that you've experienced. There's one. There's one gal not not similar where there's like body work and she's touching me and stuff, but there's a. I don't even know what I would call her. Her name's Autumn. She's like a medium of some sort. And anytime I'm going through anything where I'm like, I just need some answers. Mm -hmm. She talks to you through your team, your higher self. So you go and she's like, your team's telling me this is why this is happening. And it mm. completely resonates so much every time. I so check that out. That You would love that. I want to check she's it out. She's booked out I'm forever. A, uh, but like, right. no, you she's know. that good. She doesn't have any social media or anything. It's all yeah. word of mouth, but she's yeah. good. She's I good. I don't care how long I have to wait. I'm all about that. You know, because actually Napoleon Hill, he talks about that in the book. Like you having a team of people that like, yeah. look out for you. He even like suggests like in that book, like you imagine people that have passed away that are people you would want advice from. Yeah. So it could be, you know, who he lists off people that he suggests, you know, for his experience of people he thought of. And they were like people that were very successful that passed off, but he believes you can get information from those people in their afterlife. Yeah. So like you would like Henry Ford, like, man, I, I want to talk to Henry Ford about some of the problems I'm facing in business. And you could talk with these people. That's what wow. he believes through Think and Grow Rich. And that's like a part of, he calls it the council or I don't know, something like yeah. that. But like, mm-hmm. you know, so I love that kind of stuff. Yeah. And uh, I would love to, you know, know more about what the hell's going on with my team and what, <laughs> what I need to do. <laughs> For everyone should know what's going yeah. on with your team. What does yeah. your team have to say about your situation? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's my grandma even is like a, not that she's a non-believer. She's just a total realist. And when I told her about my session, I got her one for Mother's Day and she went and she was like, I'm a changed woman. That was a life-changing experience with Autumn wow. here in Spokane. So nice. Yeah. Yeah, I should start there. Facial first. Yeah. Then autumn. Of course. Get the yeah, yeah you gotta get the full things going. That'll be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. All right, cool. Um, is there anything else you want to share? No, I feel like we had a really well-rounded yeah. discussion today. I feel like we've yeah, I think we've done well and mm-hmm. covered a good array of subjects and got yeah. some good content. Yeah, I really appreciate so. I appreciate you making me feel seen and heard and yeah. um, respected and just having me here today. It means a lot. So yeah. I really appreciate you and I love what you're doing. It's incredible and mm-hmm. I'm inspired by you. So thank you. Yeah, I'm very inspired by you. You're you're uh, just an inspirational woman. You know, and I'm, I'm, it's an honor to have you on. So thank you. All right. This is chapter 11 with Annalisa Martin. I'm Bobby J. And this is City Chapters Podcast. Sugar
price If you paid attention, you'll see what I'm kicking I'm wasting your money by saying it twice Shit is a game, you wanna complain You blaming your L's on the dice Mama just ripped up the cobbler So I had to call it a reserve a slice <laughs> Whole fam gotta eat Hoes mouth don't get fed So all I had to do was speak Now I'm talking